Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast of Shemaine's Model Health for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body works. I am your host, I'm Shemaine Linney, fitness and nutrition expert, biohacker, and certified iridologist, and I'm very happy to have you back with me for another episode. Now, these episodes, I don't edit them. I just want to get the information out. So they're quite raw. And you may hear a little bird singing in the background today. I was going to close the window, but I think he's quite sweet. And he's a nice reminder of what's to come with spring, especially during this current environment. I'm trying to be conscious to appreciate the little things like children laughing Um, even if they're not outdoors in my home and birds singing and just the little things like that so I kind of hope that you can hear him because we all need a little pick-me-up right now. So in the last episode I discussed um, depression, what it was and some ways to support your body through any instance of being depressed. Now in this episode, I want to continue on from that episode, but in this one, I want to just give you some tools or understandings on how to fight depression. That hopefully, even if you practice a couple or implement a few of the tips in this episode, that you'll find they're very helpful. Before I go on, I must emphasize that the information in these podcasts is for informational purposes only and not to be taken as medical advice. Okay, so as we saw in the last episode, and if you haven't listened to it, I really encourage you to listen to it because I do go into herbs and supplements and dosages and uh, some considerations with depression in that. So you might find that very helpful. But we saw that (coughs) depression can drain your energy, leaving you feeling fatigued and empty and lost and in a place of darkness and All that just makes it difficult to find your your inner strength and desire to seek help and to get yourself moving again. But in the meantime, there are small steps you can take to help yourself feel more in control and improve your overall sense of well-being. Um, So let's look at a couple of these. And when I say a couple, I have about 15 to go through with you. So first off, meet yourself where you are. Depression is common. It affects millions of people worldwide, including people in your life, even though they might not let on that they suffer with depression. You may not face that they real they face similar challenges and emotions and obstacles the same way you might do. Um, so the key to self-treatment for depression is to be open accepting and loving towards yourself and understanding what you're going through and why or what may be the driving factors that you're going through something right now. So that's number one. Two, if you need to wallow, of course wallow, but do it constructively. And I always say to my clients, it's okay to have a bad day and feel sad and feed your emotions, but you have one bad day and then you move on. When we look at depression and wallowing, We understand that suppressing your feelings and emotions 
can seem like a strategic way to cope with the negative symptoms of depression, especially during this current environment where we might be like, well, I don't want to bother so-and-so with what I'm going through or how I'm feeling because she's going through it too or we're all going through something now so I don't want to put extra burden on my friends or family because I know we're all stressed. Um, But this is a a technique that's ultimately unhealthy and believe me your friends and your loved ones even if they're going through stuff they will be there for you and they will want to listen to you when you open up so try not to suppress what you're feeling if you have someone to talk to then do reach out and talk to them if you're having a down day have it let yourself feel the emotions but don't stay there and I was explaining to one of my clients on yesterday actually that there's different reasons behind down days sometimes that down day might have a big emotional driving factor sometimes your down day must might just be you're extra tired and you need a break sometimes your down day is you're flustered from stress so there's all these different reasons um So try and reflect on them. Consider writing or journaling about what you're experiencing. Then when the feelings lift, you can reflect on, okay, this is what caused me to have a down day yesterday. So that hopefully you can uh, see the ebb and flow of your depressive symptoms and be more aware of them when they come around again. Number three, Uh, know that today isn't indicative of tomorrow and I'm my worst enemy when I come to this I sometimes I forget there is a light at the end of the tunnel or today seems like forever and I forget that there actually is a tomorrow but that means today's moods and emotions and thoughts they don't belong with tomorrow they belong with today and if you're unsuccessful at getting out of bed today or staying on track with your goals or accomplished the stuff if you didn't accomplish the stuff that you had set out for yourself today remember that you haven't lost tomorrow you can start afresh tomorrow and there's a new opportunity and endless possibilities for you tomorrow so give yourself the grace to accept that while some days will be difficult and especially right now some days are also going to be awesome and there are a lot more awesome days to come ahead than I'm sure there is difficult days so I know it's a hard mindset but it can be really helpful So number four, assess the parts instead of generalizing the whole. And that goes back to number two on reflecting on why you might be having an off day. But here, depression can tinge recollections with negative emotions. And that means you may find yourself focusing on one thing that went wrong instead of the many things that went right. We tend to focus a lot on the negativity when stuff goes wrong rather than looking at what's positive or focusing on what we can be grateful for. Um, So this comes very much back to practicing gratitude or even recognizing your blessings it can help to write things down i gratitude journal um right now i'm using the five minute journal it's not my favorite journal but because i bought it i'm adamant that i'm going to fill it before i go back to my old journaling i just find there's not enough space for me to write everything i want to be grateful for it's just very small and that's not for me but i know for some people they just want to do some quick bullet points and that sets them up um but 
try not to focus on all the negativity. Um, there is a concept that if you start your day off negative and you continue with negativity, then it'll just keep coming towards you because you're putting out the negative energy. So you wake up in the morning, you sleep through your alarm. Next, you get out of the bed and you stub your toe. Next, you spill your coffee on yourself. Next, you get a flat tire. Next, you're late for work. And it just spirals out of control because you're focusing on that first negative instance of sleeping through your alarm. And that sets you up for a whole day Whereas if you really try to shift your mindset, okay, I slept through my alarm, but my body needed the sleep and it's okay, I can make up for lost time, blah, blah, blah. So you know what I mean. So directing your thoughts away from the whole and rather than focusing on different individual pieces can be very helpful and positive for you. Um this one is easier said than done. So number five, do the opposite of what the depression voice suggests. So we all know this. When you're in a negative space or in your dark or struggling space, you get this rational voice in your head that may talk you out of self-help, self-care, doing what you know should be right. But if you can learn to recognize it, and this takes a lot of practice, you can learn to replace it or make better strategically placed choices. So pretty much you're going to use logic as a weapon. It may involve you talking to yourself, but that does not mean that you have gone crazy. So Sometimes it means that you need to address each thought individually as it occurs. That means taking the time to pause. Should I do this? Should I not do this? I know I should go for a walk, but I don't want to go for a walk. I'm just not feeling up to it. But actually, I know I'll feel better if I go for a walk. The fresh air will be nice. I'll be able to listen to my favorite music or podcast when I'm walking. So you can take the time to pretty much argue with yourself have a conflict have a debate and hopefully the positive comes out and the more you do that the less you're going to need to do that if that makes sense you just will start automatically being able to convince yourself of the right thing um, so you can say to yourself you know you might be right but it'll be better than just sitting here and doing nothing um, so there's always ways we can convince ourselves but it's taking the time to pause and again use logic as a weapon. The next is set attainable goals and this is something so this is something I've been having struggles with now with this whole self-isolation thing we're in week three now the kids are home non-stop I'm not working apart from like what I'm doing online, but I'm not seeing clients, I'm not talking to as many clients. So in my head, I have all this free time. So why aren't I achieving as much as I feel I should be achieving? And it's really because I've set myself unrealistic goals. And then I feel bad when I don't achieve those goals or complete the tasks I've wrote down for myself. I'm well aware I'm not setting attainable goals. Because now I also have kids under my feet 24-7. Now I'm doing a lot more cleaning and cooking and I'm the only one that can go out to get the groceries and I need to take care of myself and do my business and this, that and the other. And realistically, I have not recognized that I'm out of my routine and I just 
this is all new to me and I'm not managing my time as realistically as I should be. So I need to set attainable goals and I think many people do. And I was speaking again to my client yesterday and she says she's feeling that the days are going by and she's not accomplishing anything because it's all so new to us. But as well, we're many of us are now homeschool teachers and whatnot at the same time. So a lengthy to-do list may be so weighty and overwhelming that you end up doing nothing because you're just like it's too overwhelming I can't think I'm just not going to do it that happens to me all the time and I always will go and clean the house before I'll do stuff that's too overwhelming for me so the concept of eat the frog goes out the window with me I'm like that frog can piss off I'm not eating him today so instead of compiling a long list of tasks consider setting one or two smaller goals each day and that's going to be different for everyone so um, for you it might not be clean the whole house I'm going to get in and I'm going to spring clean and clean the whole house it could be just do the laundry and take the trash out um, or again I'm going to spring clean the whole playroom. It could be, let's just sort the toys in different categories so that when you do go to do spring clean on the playroom, you know the different categories are and it's easier to get rid of stuff that maybe you've noticed your child is not playing with. Or, oh, don't clear out your entire email inbox. Just address any time sensitive messages. This is me all over. So I tend to just go through like, I don't even open a lot of messages. I just click, 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 trash whenever I have a minute. So I might do 50 at a time or I might do 100 at a time when I have a spare minute. And then I'm back down to where I want to be or where I feel happy with my inbox. So when you've done a small thing, believe it or not, you do feel this sense of achievement. And then you set your eyes on another small thing and another. And then before you know it, you have this big accumulation of small things that you've done that make you feel awesome. Instead of having this untouched to-do list where you end up feeling inadequate or a failure. Next is reward your efforts. And this comes back to self-care and self-love. So all goals are worthy of recognition and all successes are worthy of celebration, even the smallest win. When you achieve a goal, do your best to recognize it. I used to have a business coach and she would say, even when you make the smallest sale, you celebrate it. And I still remember to do that now. I celebrate a sale, it sends gratitude out into the universe it's me saying thank you I'm happy with this I want more of this if you believe in the universe and energies and all that sort of woo-woo stuff like I do you'll understand what I'm saying and you may not feel like celebrating with cake or confetti but do recognize your own successes and I must highlight this does not mean celebrate with a glass of wine every time you have a small win um this may be um a bath or treat yourself to a new top online right now this may be okay I'm going to take a break early this evening and watch a movie rather than do a blog post or this may be um I'm going to plan to try this recipe this weekend or something like that so these small wins um 
and recognizing your efforts can be very helpful, especially right now. Even the smallest win, even if you have a day where you've successfully homeschooled your two or three kids and nobody has died or cried, that is a win. So maybe then we all can celebrate in the evening with um, a family movie or something. Okay, number eight. Many people find it helpful to create a routine and you most likely will, especially if you're a woman. We are very much creatures of habits. We crave routine and structures. It's where we function optimally. That's why many of us feel like a big mess and stressed right now with kids being home under our feet all the time and we're just not in our proper routines. We're not going to the gym the way we used to. We're not going to the mall the way we used to. Everything is a mess. So not only is this increasing our stress and our anxiety but it's also increasing our depressive symptoms too so I very much enforce a lot of structure and routines in with my clients even when I'm having a down day I will still try maintain normalcy with my groups and my clients as much as possible because not only is it very important for them to have that solid structure it's also important for me to show up in the groups so that I can maintain some sort of structure. So we have a lot of routines and structure in um, our groups and how I teach with my clients. But right now, because most of us are out of our daily routines, setting a gentle kind of schedule up for yourself, one that is attainable, may help you feel more in control. These plans don't have to map out your entire week. I am saying constantly now, let's just focus on one day at a time. If we get one good day in our bag, then we'll get another good day. And before we know it, we have five good days in the bag. And before we know it, we have a whole good week. So setting up a schedule or some sort of routine for your days, uh, structure can help you focus a lot more. So I like to start off with a routine in the morning and right before bed and then we work on these little wins throughout the day as well. So then we end up accumulating a good day. Um, So yeah, try that and hopefully that can help get a new daily pace or routine going for your family. Um, It will take some trial and error but I find that a lot of these points all go hand in hand um, and very much so will help you create a good new normal as we're saying right now. Number nine, do something you enjoy. (sighs) This is there is a thin line here we can do something we enjoy and then we can just spiral out of control so we do need some self-awareness and I'm speaking a lot to my clients and people that are focusing on health goals and weight goals right now Um, and everything very much goes hand in hand now so do something you enjoy if you find that you have a day where you just need a break I just need a break the stress is too much the bad news is too much the kids the homeschooling it's snowing it's all just too much I need a break then do that enjoy that day that can give you a break from the powerful overwhelming emotions that you're feeling fatigue maybe do have a day where you just watch movies and don't homeschool or you go outside and play Um, you have to consider your mental health during all this but then have that day and enjoy it or have that event and enjoy it and then let's get back to what we really want for ourselves so 
when depression tries to encourage you to stay in bed like points one and two and just hide and not talk to anyone you then try push back and do something you love something that's relaxing but also energizing it could be playing an instrument painting hiking um uh do some online chats maybe happy hour with your family at the weekends maybe online gaming just stuff like that these activities can provide subtle lifts in your mood and energy which may help you very much overcome your symptoms um even if just for a short while and right now every little helps okay number 10 is so underrated But at the same time, I think people are becoming more aware of the power of listening to music. Research shows music can be a great way to boost your your mood and symptoms of depression. It can also help you strengthen your reception of positive emotions. Um, We know many of us that exercise in the gym will play music a lot of the time. Um, If you're very aware of how music affects your workouts you may have maybe a calming song in the beginning when you're doing your warm-up and then you might increase the pace but then when you really want to push through your workout you're going with something high tempo you're going with maybe Metallica if that's your thing or you're going with um, dance or some sort of techno or something and then you come back down to soothing music as you start to wind down but by going through all these different genres of music you can change emotions and neurological responses and even muscular responses um, as you listen to all these different types of music so there's a huge strong connection there if you're feeling sad and down and somewhat depressed don't go listening to sad music that reminds me reminds you of your ex or times you cried or anything listen to that that something you know makes you feel good makes you want to dance makes you want to kind of bop your head or hum along music can be especially beneficial when performed in group settings such as a musical ensemble or band or karaoke but right now we can't really do that with this whole self-isolation but you could probably set up some sort of online karaoke or singing session or something with your choir or even just your family or your friends or sing along with your kids in the car the music can be really really powerful Um, especially in isolation where we're always already feeling alone music can help fill the room it can help you feel you're not alone or so isolated so yeah use it i'm sure you can come up with some awesome playlists for yourself and even share them with friends or on facebook or something to help others okay now number 11 is spend time in nature this is a tough one right now with self-isolation or social distancing we're being told to keep our distance and only go out when necessary but also we have heard from the medical chiefs and health professionals of the provinces and the country right now i'm in canada and it's the same way across the world that we have still um allowed 
if I may say so boldly, allowed to go for walks outside if we're with our immediate family or by ourselves or with people that already live in the same house as us, as long as we keep our distance from strangers or other people or neighbors. So we can still get out in nature. In Alberta, I think we're quite lucky because there's a lot of areas that are very isolated and not a lot of people go to that you can go with just your family or even just yourself, go for a walk with your dog with your headphones on and you won't necessarily come across other people so you're still reaping the benefits of getting outside in nature getting some fresh air getting some sunshine moving your body while still practicing the recommendations for social distancing right now so I know there are guidelines but there are still ways we can do this there's still loops in the guidelines we haven't been fully enforced to not leave our houses yet and mother nature can have a very powerful influence on depression there's lots of research to suggest that people who spend spend time in nature have improved mental health we know that when we go out to the mountains or go to woods or go to the forest that we pick up different energies from the earth and the trees and those energies affect our energies not to get too sciencey when when we look at um, positive and negative electrons, we see that the energies we pick up in nature, they can very much neutralize our own energies or bring them back to homeostasis or a state of calmness. And we know that exposure to sunlight offers lots of benefits, especially um, like in the last podcast episode, I spoke about vitamin D levels. We know that direct sunlight and UV exposure causes us to produce or increase our own serotonin levels and they can way outmatch what we would get from a supplement. So getting UV and vitamin D sourcing from the sun is going to be a lot more beneficial for us than supplementing. So that's another reason to get out in nature and give yourself that mood boost. Oh my God, a long walk can really make you feel good, especially if the sun is out and there's a cool slash warm breeze on your skin. It can be so nice. So consider taking walks at lunch or even across the day if you just want to do 10 minutes at a time or plan a long walk after your dinner, maybe plan a hike at the weekend with your kids or family. Again, practicing our good social distancing techniques. Um, But these activities can really help you reconnect with not only the earth and nature and the universe, but also the time we're experiencing right now. It can give us a real sense of how united we are at this time, even though we all feel so isolated. I hope that makes sense. Um, I'm going to go with number 12. Try something new entirely. Right now is the perfect time to work on something new work on your health, work on your weight loss goals, work on improving your endurance, work on finishing the pile of books you have, work on learning a new skill. I really want to learn how to make macarons. I keep putting it off because I have a lot to do, but I really want to learn and I'm hoping that I do get to learn and I'm excited to learn something new. Oh, When you do the same thing day after day, you use the same parts of your brain. 
And you can challenge your neurons and alter your brain chemistry by doing something totally different. Research shows that doing new things can improve your overall well-being and strengthen your social relationships. You also, when you accomplish a new task or a new hobby or you perfect something or you complete something, you have this awesome sense of self-achievement of pride of yeah I did this pat myself on the back so you get a lot of benefits from trying something new and to read these benefits you could consider trying anything there's lots of people right now offering online classes even free classes you have Udemy you can go to YouTube and look up um, baking classes or cooking techniques or how to make your own supplements and hand sanitizer that would be a great idea right now considering they're both in short supply um so yeah now number 13 volunteering volunteering can be a great way to help with feelings of sadness and loneliness because again you're helping others and one of the best ways to make yourself feel good is to make others feel good but right now volunteering doesn't look the same as it used to look um so volunteering now is going to be more like texting a friend texting a neighbor hey I'm going to the store would you like me to pick up anything do you need anything do you need me to walk your dog if you're not feeling well hey I'm doing my garden would you like me to do your garden as well or I have um this extra lettuce that grew in my garden I don't know why I said lettuce would you like some too so we have to get creative about how we volunteer right now but you can also volunteer with some online stuff supporting youth um uh, there's lots of stuff you can do but when you volunteer you knock out a few birds with one stone spending time with other people or doing something nice and new for others even if it's just online or virtually um can help you feel really good you may be used to receiving help from others but when you reach out and help others yourself you actually improve your mental health and your emotions tenfold so get creative if you can even if it's just a text hey how are you doing do you need anything I can drop it off that in a sense is not just being neighborly or friendly that is you volunteering to help someone out um so then no incorporating meditation would be our next one meditation is not for everyone but meditation may help ground your thoughts there are in my opinion other ways to meditate maybe you could just silence yourself and practice some stretching for 10 to 15 minutes there is of course that gratitude journaling there is meditation where you could just focus on your breathing do some breath work not everyone can get into a place of pure silence and just sit there and try slow down their thoughts for some people that can be hard so we need some other techniques um, I like to a form of meditation for me is movement meditation walking is really a type of meditation for me I like to do inversion moves and listen to classical music 
that is just me taking deep breaths and calming myself and to me that is meditation but if you're happy to sit cross-legged and hum and calm your thoughts and you're skilled at doing that of course do that but stress and anxiety can prolong your depression depressive symptoms excuse me so finding relaxation techniques like meditation can help you lower your stress and invite more joy or calmness or balance into your day research suggests that activities like meditation using meditation apps yoga deep breathing and journaling like I mentioned can help improve your sense of well-being and also help you feel more connected to what's happening around you by recognizing your blessings and what's good right now and um, trying to take the focus away from the negativity. Um, okay and then lastly number 15 what you eat and drink plays a huge part in how you feel and we saw this in the last podcast if what you consumed didn't affect how you feel then recommendations for herbs and supplements and medication would not happen so we know what we put inside ourselves has an impact on what we put out there's no magic diet that will treat depression But there are protocols and templates that can have a real and significant impact on the way you feel and may actually make a huge difference. They may not cure depression, but they can really help eliminate a lot of depressive symptoms. And I see this. I see this all the time with my clients. Oh, I feel good. I have so much more energy. I'm enjoying getting up in the morning more. Um, I'm not snapping at my kids as much. So it can really have an impact. Um, We know that when we consume certain foods, certain simple sugars, preservatives, additives, trans fats, highly processed foods, that they're going to have an impact on how we feel. They're going to make us feel gross. They're going to cause us to become more inflamed. If if you feel inflamed, you will know that inflammation in your gut is happening and also inflammation of your brain. You know that you will not be picking up serotonin properly or your serotonin receptors will not be working optimally. You also will not be producing enough serotonin and dopamine and other endorphins because these foods have a real impact on how your body functions right down to a cellular level even the water that you drink can impact how you function right down to the mitochondria there's a lot to be taken into consideration when we look at nutrition and health but straight off the bat some things that are going to make a difference are going to be watching your sugars we also know right now as a side note I know you're going to roll your eyes but sugar does inhibit the immune system and our immune system is our only defense against this current pandemic right now Um, we know preservatives and certain food colorings and msgs have a direct impact on our cognitive performance and our mental health so avoiding stuff like that trans fats probably the most inflammatory food out there avoiding foods that are going to make you feel inflamed and focusing more on foods that are going to make you feel really good you'll know i can make recommendations but you will know what foods make you feel good now i don't mean foods like comfort foods that make you feel good 
good in the moment that you're eating them because they're yummy and they're full of carbs. I mean foods that make you feel overall good, make you feel strong, make you feel upbeat, make you feel motivated. So um, your good fruits, your dark chocolate, your good meats, grass-fed meats, seafood if that's what you're into, your fermented foods, good good coffee if that's what you're into so try avoid crappy coffee but really good coffee um if you like sparkling waters infused with mint and cucumber like stuff that makes you feel really good i love right now organic or fresh strawberries and berries with fresh whipped cream it's so good i love to enjoy some dark chocolate foods like that make me feel good and yes i do have treats um, when they are appropriate but during the week I'm generally focusing on what makes me feel good what keeps my mood and spirit up keeps me uplifted keeps me kind of wanting to move forward and I say wanting to move forward with my life right now because like anyone I feel stuck at times I don't know if I'm going left or right so I do whatever I can to help myself feel like I'm still making progress not only in my health journey but also in my life journey there's lots and lots of tips there um the last one number 16 I will finish on this because I didn't touch it but it's so 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 important getting enough sleep uh can also have a huge effect on our depression we know that sleep disturbances are common with depression uh you may not sleep well or you may sleep too much it can go either way but both can make depression symptoms worse you're going to aim it's recommended that we aim for eight hours sleep i kind of like the range of seven to nine hours because it's individual um working on a healthy sleep routine this doesn't mean turn to sleeping pills but if you absolutely have to do while you're working on good sleep hygiene but there is lots you can do to get a good sleep routine dr sashim panda always says that a good night's sleep starts the moment you wake up. It's very important to get direct sunlight into your eyes when you wake within the first 30 minutes of waking so you can send that signal to your super charismatic nucleus or your master clock to signal, hey, it's morning, let's start releasing these proper hormones so that when the time comes for melatonin to be released to help you get into your uh, restorative, relaxed optimal sleep state that that melatonin is going to kick in properly and the cortisol is going to drop off at the same time so your good sleep at night starts as soon as you wake and then of course you'll have good practices if you're having trouble sleeping no caffeine after 12 and that includes dark chocolate so be cognitive of that um, you can bring in some adaptogenic herbs you can bring in some calming herbs calming supplements calming teas I'm really liking flower essences and flower remedies right now they've been helping me a lot but I found if I take too much I'm extra fatigued the next day so I've found the optimal dose for me is just a little bit to give me a good sleep where I don't feel exhausted the next day or drained I still feel energized um, so there's all these different things having a hot Epsom salt bath making sure you're turning off electronics before at least an hour before bedtime if you're not at least use some sort of software that pulls out blue lights no blue lights or LED lights in the evening I always recommend my clients use candles or incandescent lighting I use candles a lot also little red lights around the house 
Um, there's lots you can do to help yourself. It will take practice. It will. If you're a very poor sleeper and you start practicing new sleep hygiene, it's not going to be a miracle straight away or in the first few days. It's wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. And then I promise you will get there and there's lots you can do. So go back and listen to my podcast. I've done three or four or maybe more of them now on biohacking sleep and nap times and insomnia and all that. So go back, take notes and start practicing and if you need to you're more than welcome to reach out to me on Facebook or email me with for recommendations or um, advice or answers to any questions you might have okay I'm going to leave this at this another long podcast uh, I'm sorry I wanted to get the information out I really hope you found it helpful and even if you just take a couple of tips and implement them that they benefit you that would make me so happy as always please share with anyone you feel may benefit from this information a lot of people struggling right now with stress and depression and anxiety and if you could find it in your heart to leave me a review that would be super helpful to me I would really appreciate it like everyone right now as a small business I am struggling like others and these reviews really really help my podcast and my information reach more people so it really does help me a lot and it doesn't take long to leave reviews I would really appreciate it and the universe will thank you remember what we said if you do something nice for other people it's one way to make yourself feel good and I'm a big believer that if we do something good for someone something good happens to us in return okay I'm jabbering now stay healthy stay safe and I will talk to you again soon bye bye